War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Age of Conan, an unsuspecting population, prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Age of Conan Magnetic. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to those channels. Episode 59 of Channel Massive. I'm one of your hosts, Jim. I'm joined by... Jason. <laughs> and you would be... And Mark. Oh, oops. Wait, wait a minute. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm Mark. I'm Jason. Or am I Jim? You are Jason. Or am I Noah? Oh, wait, Noah's not here. We are Noah-less. We are Noah-less we this have, evening. We have, uh... Due to his behavior uh, from the last podcast, we've put him on a, a probationary, pro- probationary Yeah. What he um, doesn't know is he was really on double secret probation. The whole time. That's e- true. Ever since he busted out of detention. Anyway, we, we will miss him this evening, but we promise you a good show in his absence anyway. So tonight we'll be talking I'm about... I'm not promising anything. Okay, good idea. We'll be talking about what what we've been playing over the last week. We have a lot of email to cover, both uh, written emails, uh, audio emails via Skype, and uh, of course, our, as always, we have the Nameless One's rant. The Nameless One. And it'll be the best one ever. <laughs> yeah. Like Mark, Mark always says. Mark is Derek's fan fanboy, number one biggest fan. Biggest fan. That's right. I'm your biggest fan. Just kind of like uh, the, the woman on uh, Misery. Yes, I am preparing a very special vacation for you, Derek. (laughs) (laughs) So after we get through all those emails, we'll talk about what happened this week in The Twig, The Week in Gaming. Yay. And of course, as always, a a wonderful blogosteria is in order. Blog! Ooh, stereo! Now in stereo. It wasn't in stereo before? No, it was always in stereo, but now it's definitely in stereo. Oh, well, we should say now, now in, in like, 5.1 surround sound. We're going 7.1. No, I thought we were going 7.1. Seven? One. Seven one. We should make one leap at a time in technology. I mess around. Actually, I was thinking like 7.4, with like four subwoofers, subwoofers, like stacked, even though they're monaural, you can't really relocate them around the room, but still, that'd be just... So much bass, it'd be like a public enemy concert. Would 808s everywhere, yeah. and yeah. then we'll get like a bunch of guys to stand around New World Order. The S1Ws just look sweet. Their braids, that'd be awesome. Anyway, that's what's in store for episode fifty-nine. Stick around. Mark, what have you been playing this week? 
Um, I've, <laughs> I've been playing a combination of World of Warcraft and Warhammer. Is it called World what of Warhammer? What percentage would World you of say? Warhammer. World of Warhammer? I've been playing about 95% Warhammer and 5% WoW. Oh. WoW, I just log in and do my work on my auction money mm. schemes. Um, mostly been playing Warhammer as both a Bright Mage for Order and a Marauder for Chaos. So you're like double dipping between the two I factions. Am. Yeah. It's pretty cool, too, because... Are you gonna Are you gonna make a choice? Are Are you ready to make a choice? A commitment to which side you're gonna play? E, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> I um, it. I guess it depends. Everybody on... Everybody and their grandma plays a bright mage. Come on. Yeah, but I'm a good one. There's a difference. Oh, I'm yeah. a good one. Yeah, I mean, I, prove it. You're I, a good one. I have screenshots. You're I, a good one. As long as as long as the Marauder doesn't come up and decide to chop you into itty bitty bits. Oh, Marauders are easy, and that that's why I wanted to play a Bright Mage was because no. they kept wasting my Marauder. So I thought, well, let's see what those guys can do. And the Marauders You're just are not playing the Marauder correctly. No, the ones that get me are the Black Orcs. Those things. Those are things are a indestructible, pain in the man. Ass. Those are like God. They have yeah. such a high toughness. They and are. They can just. They can take a lot of. They're seriously tough. Yeah. They. They. They get hit, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to blast him, and then nothing happens. Barely phases them. Barely them. phases them, and they're just like, Rawr. Yeah, I, I Yeah, have, they're pretty cool. I I'm, fe- I've I, been considering playing a Black Orc. I fear them more than anything else on the battlefield. Anything else is pretty much fair game for Bright Mage. And uh, on the Marauder side, the thing that gives me fits are the damn Dwarven Engineers with their guns and crap. They are kind of annoying. The thing I noticed this week playing mostly was the sixth sense of humor that somebody has because what's the uh the ma- m- is it the magus magus whatever the the chaotic guy that cruises on around the on the hover disc mm-hmm. that those things they drop those weird little critters that are like weapons yeah but they're they're they like, like turrets like too they're... cat shrieking noise when you kill them mm-hmm. that's like Perhaps the most disturbing thing about it <laughs> is you go and you kill it and you hear, <laughs> just like the sense of humor behind that is is not that lost is on fun- me. That is kind of funny, but it's kind of eerily disturbing. It's as disturbing, well. yeah. There's like a, it's like just. I, I don't think it's as bad as, and I think I brought this up before when you when you play Half Life Two and you're you're killing those zombie monsters in Ravenholm. And you know how they're all oh, when, you, yeah. when you kill a zombie, or you know you, whether you blow them up or chop them up with you know those uh, those circular saw blades and stuff. The sounds that they make, the the screams of of agony and pain, it almost yeah. makes you feel sorry for killing them, even though they would happily do it the almost. same to you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're <laughs> going to kill you, you know, regardless of what happens, but. Yeah, you know it is. Whenever whenever I killed one of those guys, I always kind of felt just a little twinge of twinge of regret. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a toughie. It's either so now you feel like you're killing cats. I do every time I kill one. Kill one of those mages demons. It's really funny. funny. Um, but I'd say when it launches, uh, I'm going to be torn between a a chosen, a marauder, or a bright mage. So I guess depends on where my friends go, what they're playing. You know, if I go order chaos, but it's a fun game. I like it. And yeah, 
that's, that's been it for me. That's nice to know, Mark. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. <laughs> and now for an opposite opinion. No, Jason, actually, I, what have you been playing? I haven't so? really been playing a whole hell of a lot. Uh, for some reason, I just haven't. Well, one, I haven't had the time. Two, I really haven't been particularly motivated to play a lot of Warhammer. It's not that Xbox I hate the or? game. It's just that I don't. I don't love it so much that I feel the need that I have to log on all the time. That's why we've prepared this Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pe- yeah people morning. keep telling me that I need Jeez. to start drinking more How of the about Warhammer a lifetime Kool-Aid, subscription? it's just not going to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll be getting into a little bit of that later. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I played a little Guitar Hero 3 and some Guitar Hero 2 as well. Just kind of, I was able to download some more songs for it. Uh, I did play a little Warhammer, just not a lot. What are you playing? Uh, I'm just playing Destruction right now, so I've played... I'm trying to... I'm still trying to test out some more classes, so I tried the Sorcerer, the... I tried the... I finally got around to trying the Witch Elf. I'm not really sure that I dig the Witch Elf that much. I I don't dig it. I don't understand... I mean, I can understand its appeal to the the little kitties who are like, Ooh, sexy, dark... Sexy, dark elf chick with dual blades running around killing people. That's hot. That's what I thought. That kind of thing. (laughs) That That's... That's who the Witch Elf is going to appeal to, I think. I just... And I... That's just not... It doesn't really play as good as a Warcraft rogue, I don't think. Mm, yeah, that's a tough one. At to least beat. so far, what have I what I've experienced with it? Did, what uh, about black the sorcerer? Orc, I started playing a black orc no, strictly are... because I noticed that they seemed absolutely indestructible. Yeah, they you know they they deal a decent amount of damage, but they they are they are the tank. Yeah, they are the tank, and and that's how they were. That's how they they're laid out. They they don't make any bones about it. They, they can take a they can take a licking and keep on ticking. Yeah, they can. Yeah, so I really like that about them. I'm hopefully maybe I'll get a chance to try some more of the order side of of things. Uh, you know, I played a bright uh, bright wizard before. I'd like to try. I'd like to try the the. Uh, but what is the one class that has the lion? The oh, the white lion. The white lion. Well, how can I forget that? Gotta... Wait, wait. <laughs> I was gonna say. I never wanna live without you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to try them. I'd like to also try. Um, I'd like to try another healer class. You know, I just those some. I've always, I've always steered clear of being the healer. Right. Whenever possible in, in these games, I just just because I I can't stand it. And normally playing a healer means you you just sit back and heal people, and that's your job. You're not told to do anything else. They're like you, you cast a spell, any other spell other than heal, and we're kicking you out of our group. Yeah. You're out of the band. So so hopefully I'll get a chance to do that. How about you, Jim? What's been uh, your gaming experience? Uh, I this continue week? to play Requiem Bloody Mare. Bloody Mare. Um, actually, Noah came over on Monday night, and so I re-rolled, a, or just rolled another alt mm-hmm. with him, and uh, so we started from scratch and got to level seven. Uh, we started in a different area. We started in uh, Crescent instead of the island. I don't remember what the island's called. I can't called. remember the name of that island. Um, so it was a different setting. It's kind of a winter snow scene mm-hmm. kind of setting. With lots of reindeer to kill. 
<laughs> Lots mm-hmm. of reindeer. So instead of kill ten for... rats or kill ten wolves, you're killing reindeer. Yeah, it's pretty gruesome, man. Santa's you not going to be very happy with you, and they wiggle and jiggle for a while. Um, mm. I think I'm going to save some of my comments about it until uh, our email segment because uh, Eric wrote in with some oh, okay. thoughts okay. he has on on Requiem. Uh, so I'll just any other gaming besides that. Actually, that was it. For me. Well, cool. you're in luck because we brought an extra Xbox 360 controller so that... Oh, we, we're, we're going to try Castle Crashers? We're all still conscious after this. Yeah, I think I might be going to bed. <laughs> well, you're not in luck. <laughs> but Jason and I are. <laughs> Thanks soon. for thinking of me, though. Of course. All right. On to the email. Man warf mich in die Welt und ich war allein Ich lass die Sonne scheinen und meine Gegner steinigen In einigen Jahrhunderten wird man sich noch wundern Denn man gab mir die Schrift nicht zerriss sie geschändet Ich nahm mir meine Söhne über Hey! L. What? Oh man, without no oh, it's dang, silly. this doesn't work Okay, let's try this again Welcome to Mal Ready? Hey! L. Damn it! <laughs> Noah, you better get back Once here. more, I'm, I know we can work well, through this. Well, now it's time for Listener Mall. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Channel Massive Mall. What, what do we have? We've got, uh, we've got some people who decided to use the old-fashioned way of getting a hold of us. They via typed. Guides. Yeah, they actually typed an email to us. Could you... When, and, and for those listeners, uh, since you're Amish, we could use some furniture. If you're in the mood for it, <laughs> and and I'm always looking for good churned butter. Yeah, some and and, and candles. Mm-hmm. Beeswax candles. We're always up for that. Of course, we have an audio rant via the nameless one. Nameless one. And Skype mails galore. Noah's call has been answered, and he's not even here to hear it. So let's get on with it. We've got an email here from Brian. Brian can't understand why Fox would want to develop a Buffy the Vampire Slayer MMO before a Firefly MMO. And I'm, and Brian really before can't you start even Brian. reading it, I'm going to guess that Brian does not work for corporate America. Probably not. Okay. Uh, there were <laughs> several Fox announcements in the same release set that indicated basically Joss Whedon's other big f- idea, Firefly, is going to be delayed. This caused some fervor, of course, among the brown coats. For those dweebs out there who don't know th- who the brown coats are, Apparently they're they're one of the factions in the Firefly universe. They they were like the factions that kind of got beat down, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know the whole story. I don't either. either. I only saw the little more. Anyway, on with the email. Uh, he says in that basically that they were going to delay the Firefly Online MMORPG in favor of the Buffy one. Jesus H. Christ! I almost blew chunks when I heard that. There really is too much to take in. How can you develop a Buffy MMO over a Firefly MMO? Fox sucks so much ass. It's no wonder the show failed with decisions like that. Who in their right mind would develop a Buffy MMO over Firefly? All I can say is we've been let down by Fox yet again. I hope to hell this just might give a small company like us a leg up on any other development team thinking about... Uh, developing the Firefly, Firefly Online game so we might get a chance to develop it and do us and the rest of the brown coats the justice that they deserve. A real Firefly MMORPG. Well, Brian, I, I appreciate your enthusiasm <laughs> um, about a Firefly MMO, but here, here are the facts. 
Firefly had a total of what seven or eight episodes total in its one season on the air. Buffy and and it has a small, very small but rabid fan base. But it's a very small group of people who are who are fans of Firefly. But rabid. But they they are rabid. Rabid. Like dogs. Rabbits. But also Buffy rabid. the vamp the the Buffy the Vampire Slayer scenario, however, works out like this. We're talking millions upon millions upon millions. Said Hello. in Carl Sagan's voice. Millions, millions, and millions, and millions, and millions of, of fans, and there's a lot more lore and history that has already been developed in the Buffy universe. There's like that angel. A spinoff series, you know, that of course comes from that whole universe as well. So, my thinking is that there's more money to be made uh, making a Buffy the Vampire Slayer MMO as opposed to a Firefly MMO. It's true, and they're tapping into a, a market that is, well, not necessarily untapped, but I, I think it's it's largely untapped as far as, you know, the people who play video games, 25 out of all the people that play MMOs, like 25% of these people are between the ages of 12 and 17, which are the same people that probably watch Buffy You're the Vampire Slayer. And right? Jason's wife. And Jason's wife. And then, you know, on top of that, fourteen. those kids have, uh, you know, spend pride. hundreds of billions of dollars a year disposably. They, they have no mortgage to pay no bills to pay they just buy shit and what are they gonna buy they're gonna buy mmos like buffy yeah they're not gonna i mean lot in fact a lot of buffy fans you know they don't really know about the firefly series at all they just know buffy right you know let's not let's not think that every every josh whedon fan out there you know they, and you know, if if you're a fan of Josh Whedon, then you then you probably like both, and you 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 follow his career wherever he does. But not every fan is like that. No, they don't follow. They don't Josh follow. Whedon, they're following Buffy. Yeah, they're fo- they, Yeah, they follow Buffy. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Is that what the thought is? Maybe. Yeah, yeah there's probably some probably who do that too. Actually, they're more into the, the story. The, the story. Lore, the, the, yeah. Anyway, the, well, the bottom I think, line. I mean, there's another part of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that you, you know you can consider, and it goes along that those same lines of the teenager, where you know they're not only is it this cool lore of vampires and demons and all this shit, but she's also you know a school kid going to school and dealing with everyday bullshit that teenagers deal with, and they identify with that. She's a hero to them, right? Yeah. I identified with her. <laughs> Sorry, with her what? I don't know. Oh. Anyway, the bottom line is is that this is strictly a money-making decision. Not not to say that Fox never makes bad decisions. No. Obviously, they canceled Obviously. Family Guy and they do Well, but then they rectified that decision. Though. They did. Sometimes they make things right, <laughs> sometimes they don't. They you know, they don't always make good choices, but we understand why you would want a Firefly. They're the same company that uh, thought that Office Space wasn't going to be a hit. Yeah. 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 Hold all the money. Um, I'm afraid. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't have to come into work. 
What's next on the mail agenda? Our buddy Julian wrote wrote in. Julian won't let this whole uh, World of Warcraft Blizzard thing go. You want to read it, Mark? I think it's directed to you. <sighs> <laughs> okay. In episode 57, Mark mentioned that developers should make a game they want to play to com- to compete with the to compete with and coexist with World of Warcraft. I agree, but perhaps I should have been clearer. As Mark mentioned, producers and shareholders of new MMOs put pressure on the devs to be the WoW destroyer. This was my point. As producers see how the past few major MMOs have all, if not crashed and burned, gone down to good pre-WoW numbers, once publishers catch on to this trend, if they haven't already... They will not be willing to take as many risks with entrepreneurial developers. They will simply focus on either niche markets or WoW clones based on a successful IP. If new MMOs continue to not break the mel- not break the WoW mold, a producer slash publisher whose mind is more focused on big money will decide that they would be better served creating a cheap knockoff for quick money than creating a full-featured innovative game. Once again, this is not the developer's fault, but rather the publisher's. Well, Jason, wake up. Hmm? Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I guess my point is still the same, which is just make a game that's good. People will play it. Look at EVE Online. Those are the numbers people are going to realistically be able to attain. You might even you might start out with a great launch and get maybe, you know, a half million, a million people that purchase it but as far as pro, pro, prolonging your subscription rate, I, I don't see anybody that's going to, you know, launch and hit 10 million. So just try and make a good game. Try and make a game that you're proud of. Try and make a game that the players will will get into and support the game and grow it. And you could be the next Eve Online. But the chances of launching another WoW is pretty difficult. Here, here's well, I think that's good advice to to the developers and the producers out there but i don't think that's julian's argument i, I think here's he's part just of the problem too is i think to i'm thinking maybe some of these shareholders are thinking that 10 million subscribers are just going to instantly pop out of nowhere and subscribe to their game right off the bat and that's and let, let's face facts here world of warcraft didn't start out with 10 million subscribers it had to build to that number right. yep started out with a long a very well, a very long, very successful beta, which was great PR. Mm-hmm. Then it launched, and and as I alluded to in the last episode, they also had three supporting real-time strategy titles behind the game, so they didn't like just start out with nothing. I don't know. I just I, anyway. I think it's time to stop beating this horse. No, let's. Go around the table. Let's send, be- let's send <laughs> Bessie to the glue factory and just end it. <laughs> Next. Next. Eric writes in with this uh, uh, two-part email. One is his thoughts on Requiem Bloody Mare, and the other is he, he has aspirations to start being a blogger. Do, which which do we want to address first? Let's let's address the, the, the blogger part first. All right. So, Eric writes, you guys... Have really got me interested in blogging. I don't know why that would be. I don't, Maybe I don't he wants to that either. earn a badge or be in blogosteria. But anyway, Maybe we just made him aware that he's not quite sure where game. to start. 
Any tips on where to go to learn about proper formatting and such? I mention this because I figure if I'm not a blogger, if I'm not blogger material, you'll be able to tell from this email. Thanks so much for taking the time to read this and keep up the honest podcasting. And Eric, you know, if you'd start the sentence without the period in the beginning and the capital <laughs> letter at the end. He didn't. <laughs> Quit giving him a hard time already right off the bat. Um... I I don't v- blog very often myself. Basically, we just use our site to, you know, promote promote the podcast, and that's pretty much it. Every once in a great while, you'll see a blog post from us, but it's never never good. It's never it's never anything special. Never really has that much, you know, meaning to it. Uh, so I don't think we're honestly the best people. You should ask. Probably not. Cuppy, Cuppy has a blog entry somewhere on her blog um which you can you can look for cuppy cake in google and you'll find it it's called how to start blogging and how to be a blogger and well, she's specific to the mmo genre so you'd be perfect well served to go visit her excellent site and she is quite a good blogger That's what did true. eric have to say about uh requiem eric Bloody said Mayor. he uh he listened to our show and he said, I just started playing Requiem a few days ago, so it was pretty neat to hear that Jim, me, is going to be trying it out. From a person who really can't stand the clunky interface and the unsatisfying dry hump that is Eastern MMO grinding, I am pleasantly surprised in Requiem. Let me think about this so I can break it down into what I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. When you become a blogger, just kind of think yeah, about sentences like that. Yeah, erase that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so he breaks it down into some positives and negatives. Uh, he feels that the positives are art direction, the skill system, and microtransactions. Specifically, uh, the art design. He, uh, the game is advertised as a as a horror MMO, which I don't think anyone agrees with. When Noah and I were playing it, we we both were like, "This isn't really horror." It's more and like a heavy metal. It is kind of like that. Noah equated it to uh, what he called dark fantasy, which I think is a, a pretty good description of it. But dark fantasy, yeah, Noah's all about kind of what I have all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, about your hands to your crotch again. Stop oh, it! Damn it! Where's the Kleenex? <laughs> okay. Uh, nonetheless, even though it's it's not what it's advertised to be a horror genre, I think that the graphics are are pretty outstanding. Really, for especially for a free to play game, it's it. I'm I'm really happy with it so far, and uh, so I I agree that that's a positive. The skill he he lists the skill system as uh, as a plus. I think it's it's just hard. Well, he, I, I'm not going to read this. It's it's a huge paragraph, but it is hard to understand at first. But uh, he said he you know went around the forums and figured out what skills actually do, and and spent a lot of time figuring out. But once he figured it out, he he likes it, and it's this tiered class system that he felt that uh, Table of Raisin should have had. Um, anyway, Tabula Raza. So I don't think I've had enough experience in the game to debate that point with him. I'll I'll keep updating you as I keep playing. The other thing he listed was the microtransactions. Um, and basically, in this game, when you can 
pay more money, like a subscription fee or, or a little microtransaction here and there to get extra loot or extra XP or uh, in-game money, stuff like that. And uh, I don't know why. I don't know that that's a plus or a minus. I, I don't think it takes away from the game. If you don't want to participate in it, it, it doesn't really hurt you. So I guess that's a plus. Um, and it's it's pretty unobtrusive. It's like if you don't want to participate, then then you don't have to. So I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. It's just how it is. The negatives he listed as uh, free to play. So <laughs> well, how's that a negative? I don't understand that. I I think what uh, what he wanted to say was that you know they're they're just uh, bugs that come with it. You know, it's there's a few things wrong with it, but it's free to play. You so know? basically you're getting what you're not paying for, right? Pretty much. You know, there's, you know, actually he, I, I haven't noticed this. I haven't noticed any lag whatsoever. No crashes. Um, he's, he said that they're still fixing things like balance, balancing issues and, and the lag and stuff like that. So, you know, I guess you, yeah, you get what you pay for. So I don't know that that's or a negative not. either. Really, you're you're not paying anything, so right. I, I think you're getting more. I'm having a better experience in this game than I was in in Age of Conan, which I was paying. You know, I paid fifty dollars for the game and right. fifteen dollars a month for. So plus, I, I plus your that. hardware upgrade. Yeah, plus yeah, exactly. <laughs> now that he has the hundreds of dollars, that I, yeah, it's yeah. on. Now it's time to exactly. play some pong. So I wouldn't list. <laughs> I mean, it's a. It's functioning better than Age of Conan, so I wouldn't list that as a negative, but he did. Um, he lists as a negative the translations, you know, and basically, uh, this is a Korean game, and so, you know, sometimes... So are they, are they <laughs> coming up with stuff like, all your base or belong to us? <laughs> yes, exactly. Cool. Stuff like that. I haven't seen a lot of that, but... Oh no, someone dropped the bomb. <laughs> I, You're in I the probably place. don't read enough. You're and in so the place really behind the future. I just take, <laughs> take the quest and kind of summarize. So it doesn't bother me. It's, I don't think it's a huge negative. It's in, probably more funny than anything. In summer, our love will be united in lust. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> 14 is the angry way of the bovine. <laughs> <laughs> the, the last and final uh, negative that he listed was that you have to pay to respec. I I don't know how much that costs, but he thinks that since the interface is is clunky and and the the uh, skill system is confusing, that it, it's a problem that you might make mistakes and and therefore have to respec. And of course, they're gonna give you the microtransaction of having to pay for that respec if you make those mistakes. So I guess that's kind of understandable. But anyway, so far, still, I'm a pretty low level. I'm a level 7, and Noah got the same place with me, and I think he's planning on kind of working up with me through this. So we'll just keep giving you updates as we play, but I, I like it so far. I, it's not the greatest game in the world, but it's better than some that I've played, and, and it's some, free. Some AAA <laughs> titles. How do you compare it to Dungeon Runners? Um... I think it's a little slower than Dungeon Runners. I think so, too. Um, and at level 7, I still haven't uh, gone in, in a 
a dungeon or a door mission right or anything like that so i'm kind of looking forward to that to get a little better idea of of some of the gameplay yeah that that's true uh I think like Dungeon Runners to me seems more, much more casual. Like it throws, it doesn't hide anything. It throws you right into a dungeon right away. Right. Whereas this, it seems more like a. It's it's a really long tutorial. Yeah, yeah. You know, to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's so gonna have to be up there before you can. Yeah. So well, I, I don't mind that. It's a little slow, but I, I'm kind of looking forward to what comes after. Yeah. Level. Level seven. <laughs> Level eight is what I suspect. Wow, yeah. man. That's, that's deep. Well, anyway, thanks for all of you who use your keyboards to write in and, and contact us. Uh, if anyone else would like to do that in the upcoming episodes, you can always contact us at mail at channelmassive.com. If you have some explicit photos you'd like to send, you can send those to mail at channel. M-A-L-E. And if you want to send us your Amish furniture, just... Just drop it by... Well, one, two, three, Main Street in Denver, yeah. Colorado. Yeah. So no. on with uh, some uh, Skype mail. We have three, three, I believe. Yep. And uh, should we tell them how to do that? No, I guess not. I guess we're just going to stop recording. Hey guys, what's up? I uh, just got finished listening to episode fifty-seven, and. Uh, I heard how you guys never have anyone call in and stuff, so I figured, you know, fuck it. Uh, my name's Chris. I've written in a couple times about Warhammer and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, I just got into the beta, actually, a couple days before the open beta starts, and uh, I noticed the same thing that you guys said about, you know, the graphics and everything. And But I also heard that They've uh, actually turned down the graphics a little bit for uh, the beta and that they might turn them back up or, you know, allow you to do that when the game launches. And uh, I wondered if you guys heard anything about that. And if so, do you think that the game is going to look any better when it launches? Uh, Yeah, well, I guess that's about it. Later, guys. Love the show. Dude, Dude, seriously, man, before you call in, and I don't know why, it, why does it seem like everybody who calls in on the Skype line is either drunk or stoned? Some are both. Because that's our fan base. That's our fan dude? base, is the drunken, stoned don't. MMO crowd, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, dude, so don't make fun of them. <laughs> dude, embrace the yeah, embrace just, our fans. Yeah, they're just a, emulating what we we are. I we guess we gotta motivate our base, dude. Um, so yeah. keep keep on talking, Chris. And <laughs> what I have Smoke to say is, I think that I think that's pretty commonplace for betas to tone down graphics and and pack a lot of extra shit in there that monitors your playing progress. And I will say this, and the since I've played it a little bit in my experience and seeing how the the apparently the video improvements have come down I don't see that much of a difference between uh, the beginning preview weekend and, and right now during open beta it's not that much of a difference seems about the same to me yeah. um, of course the, the Warhammer trailer came out and I really wish the graphics looked like that Oh yeah, agreed. That's awesome. That's like Blizzard quality there. Very much so. Very nice. Next, so next up is uh, another 
Skype mail from Channel Massive Achievement Badge winner Rob from Geek Critique and MMO Crunch. That's owned right. by a dev. Was that the badge? Yes, he it was. He was pwned by a dev. Unlocked. <laughs> Let's hear it. Hey there, this is Rob from MMO Crunch. Just uh, just leaving you a voicemail to say, really loving the show. It's really funny. You've got a lot of great content every week. And um, I'll be listening in the weeks to come. So take it easy, guys. And um, keep on trucking. All right, thanks for that. Ten four, good buddy. <laughs> Breaker one nine for a radio check. This you know, is Ice Man looking for Lady Love. We're obviously big with Australians, which is cool, and Sweden, and Sweden's and and Brazil, Brazilians. Yeah, just like we always say, United shunned in our own United country. States is a little slow to pick up on us, but we're working. We had at Asia it. in our grasp until Jason started the whole round eye square right, eye debate. Right, and. Um, but anyway, thanks for your continued support, Rob. We appreciate it. Yes, and, we uh, do. Best of luck with MMO Crunch. You guys at Channel Massive are very, very racist. We won't <laughs> listen to your podcast no more. <laughs> Where's the stop button? Somewhere. So, uh, hello there, Channel Massive. Long time no see, sort of. Well... I hope you're having more fun in the Warhammer beta than I am having, since at the current state, Europeans can't get into it, sort of, in the sense that, well, open beta was uh, the open beta was supposed to be starting today, and so far what I heard, U.S. is working just fine. And us European are, like, screwed over by the uh, go-away, or whatever that's called. And, well, it's sort of annoying, since I've been... They said they were going to open They were going to open it, like... Um, they were supposed to open it, like, six... No, 12 hours ago, not even... It's even more. It's like, what the hell? I know it's just a beta, but still. But I'm, I'm also annoyed in the sense that, well, I'm one of those stupid fucks in one way that bought the collector's, that uh, pre-ordered the collector's edition. And, well, guaranteed, supposedly guaranteed open beta access. Um, yeah, right. Oh, well, hell. <clears throat> so, um, we'll catch you later, sort of. And this was the, um, owl from, uh, the northern part of Sweden. So, catch you later. Well, thank you there, AKA <laughs> Ripper! <laughs> That's actually more of a. It's a like Minnesotan, Minnesotan Canadian, sp- like Minnesotan thing. slash Canadian well, slash. It's the best he can. Minnesotans do. came from Sweden. It's true, right? And they called them boxheads or something like that. <laughs> so <laughs> I've never back heard in the well, day, we just lost our entire <laughs> Swedish listenership. I'm just joking. and the Minnesotans and the Minnesotans <laughs> as well. We it don't was, have it any Minnesotans. Not anymore, except for Brent. That's the only one. Damn but. it. Anyway, thank you for uh, thank you for taking the time to Skype us. I too am one of those poor fucks with the collector's edition, but uh, yeah, but you're you're, but you're living playing here in the, the game. Yeah, but I'm still you with you in spirit. Now, those, those I've come up with a unique did. way for you to be able to experience the beta, despite the great 
problems that they have uh, inflicted upon you. What I'll do is I'll send you a screenshot of my character where I am. <laughs> and then what I want you to do is send me like either an up arrow, right arrow, left arrow, whatever key ma- keyboard command that would be appropriate. <laughs> I will in turn put that in, and then I'll send you the next screenshot. Cool. Oh, and, it's like Dragon's Lair back in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, well, except much slower. But uh, <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here to help. Slow. <laughs> I guess it was. I'm here to help. Uh, I just I look forward to the day that they get the beta straightened out and everybody's allowed to play because that really sucks. It does suck. Have we heard anything recently, Jay? On yeah, I think uh, as far as I know, it's it's up and running now for the Europeans. It's just been a really bad process. That's and that's part of what caused a lot of the blogosteria to happen. Um, we'll We'll discuss that a little bit, but it's kind of related to that, one of them. Well, hmm. anyway, thanks for thanks for the call. Thanks and, for all your calls. Again, if you uh, want to Skype us, leave us a voicemail via Skype. It's an easy download at Skype.com, and you can reach us at channel.massive.skype. And now for a rant from the Nameless One. The Nameless One. You fucking stole my cloud song! You stole my fucking cloud song. Ah, the memories those words bring back. Hours or even days of sitting in the same spot so that you won't miss out on whatever artifact that you're camping. But these words also bring to light that there is a huge social problem with MMOs. People are getting way too serious about the game. A game is meant to make the publisher and developer money, but it also provide a medium to which a user can escape reality. But many gamers don't see it this way. They view the game as important as their real life. And that's when you end up with such gems as... YOU FUCKING stole MY CLOUD SONG! Yes. You are spending money each month on the game, which was probably paid for by your parents anyway. But in the end, all it is is code and textures. These items will not help you in any way, shape, or form in the real world. I'm a paladin with 18 charisma and 97 hit points. I can use my Helm of Disintegration and do 1d4 damage as my half-elf mage wields his plus-five Holy Avenger. Do you think talking about your latest Sunwell run is going to get you laid? The game won't get you laid. It won't even advance your career. More and more of these bullshit studies are trying to claim that guild leaders can succeed in management. Bullshit. Can you imagine some of the guild leaders out there trying to manage a Radio Shack? Oh, the screaming, the yelling, and the gnashing of the teeth. What the fuck? You're supposed to buy batteries with that! Get your MP5 up or I won't let you back into my store! I like how these studies fail to mention that most of these high-end raiding guilds tear themselves apart from within after reaching the top. Now, with my horrible humor done for that bit, I will admit that there is a small percentage of people who would do fine in middle management. If you're at the point of threatening bodily harm upon somebody because you failed to get an item, do everyone a favor. End your life now. You bring nothing to the table and you only embarrass the hell out of yourself. It's a fucking game. Grow up. I, I've never heard that one. I heard that little kid that got pulled away to go to soccer practice from his raid, and, and he was on vent, and he left it on, and this terrible argument ensued between him and his parents. But I don't want to go and play my game. Yeah, like, you have to go to soccer practice. Too. And there, got, yeah, there, there, there's a lot of debate on whether that's legitimate or not, but for the sake of for, for the sake of this argument, we'll say that it was, I guess... I just like how he condemned raid leaders to middle management. That's awesome. <laughs> well, they they say guild leadership. So would you say best one ever, Mark? Oh, that was the best one ever. There Actually, I did like the samples. It was good. Uh, very nice. Thank you. Thank you, Nameless One. Nameless um, One. Any, any other comments? Yeah, if you just want to reach us on our Skype line, it's channel.massive.skype. You we can... said that already. No, we didn't. I did. Really? I did. Rewind. Okay. Be kind, rewind. 
Now, However, what we, now if you would you like to send us an MP3 audio rant, or, or like or the nameless Vorbis one, or or uh, or wave, or yeah, or, um, they can get pretty big. Yeah. Pretty we much in MP3, matter. but whatever you want to send, we can decode it. Yeah, preferably MP3. Yeah, yeah, that seems send to that work to well. mail at channelmassive.com. M A I L. Thanks everyone for writing and talking and sharing your opinions with us. And that's minus twenty DKP there, nameless one. So me. <laughs> Now it's time for... Lead us in, Jay. Tell uh, us what's going down out, this week. Okay. Uh, this week, uh ran to an article called How Video Games Blind Us with Science. Science! Science! She blinded me! Uh... Game academic at the University of Wisconsin was spending 12 hours a day p- playing Lineage, uh, which is, of course, the MMO. Oh. She was, as she puts it, a siege princess, running 150-person <laughs> raids on hellishly difficult bosses. Sort her boyfriend called her, too. And most of her guild members were teenage Phew. boys. So I'm wondering what she was really doing in the in the Stop, uh, stop. In the game. <laughs> sure, she was doing, quote-unquote, scientific research. Raids. Oh, yeah. She but... These kids were pretty good at figuring out how to defeat the bosses. One day she found out why. A group of them were building Excel spreadsheets into which they'd dump all the information they'd gathered about each how each boss behaved, what portions affected it, what attacks it would use, uh, with what damage and when, and they developed a mathematical model to explain how the boss worked and predict pre- and predicted how to beat it. Often the first model wouldn't work very well, so the group would argue about how to strengthen it, would offer up new data they'd collected, and suggest tweaks to the model. They'd be sitting around arguing about what model was the best, which was most predictive. Uh, Steinkuhler recalls. That is her name, Constance Stein. Steinkuhler. Wow, that's a cool name. Yeah. Uh, and that's when it hit her. The kids, She's a scientist. The kids were practicing science. They were using the scientific method. They think of a hypothesis. This boss is really susceptible to fire spells. And then collect evidence to see if this hypothesis was correct. If it wasn't, they'd improve it until it accounted for the observed data. And this led her to conclude that video games are becoming the new hotbed of scientific thinking for kids today. No, I'm sorry, but I don't think that the cure for fucking cancer is going to come out of somebody who's playing World of Warcraft. How do you You never know? know? It's unfortunate, but... Well, it's not going to come from you. No, it's not. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you'll... Maybe I've already cured cancer. You just don't it. know it. Yet. You're Dude, selling it to the highest bidder. I don't know why the world just doesn't figure out a way to make Chuck Norris cry, because his tears cure cancer. <laughs> that, but he's never true. cried. That's true. It's like the two things that can never happen. He can't cure cancer with his tears because he can't cry. It's a catch-22. Yep. Anyway, so basically, her conclusion is is because they're, you know, practicing since they're the, they're practicing science within games, you know, the video games will now become the new hotbed for 
for scientific reasoning and you know it's like it's uncharted territory and it's it's like her entire basis for for her new her new thesis and, or whatnot it's actually going to be published cool hmm. which i think is an absolute load of crap this is one of those things that people are like whoa you know this is like something that her her peers will look at and it'll have so many things that they won't can't possibly understand they'll think well okay it must be true so let's give her a really good uh, recommendation based on this paper. You don't think she could be right? I do. No, I think it's a load of crap. I, I think this is one of those right. articles that comes around every few months, and we always hear about these kind of bullshit well, things. Well, it's better than people saying how it's bringing it into society as we know it. At least it's a positive spin. It's true, but I think it's bullshit. I think it's it's I an absolute I think rock. video games tend to attract a you know for lack of a better word a geeky nerdy stereotype. Yeah, it's like the whole Someone it goes who's back to the whole good thing. Good at math, good at science anyway. Yeah. yeah, well it goes back to the whole thing with the remember that argument where they said oh guild leadership will you know is something that people will start looking for when on it comes to on your on your uh, for management purposes or whatever. And well, I, I, again, I think that's a load of cr- that's, that's just a that load of I, shit. I think that's a kind of a stretch, but this kind of I kind of agree with her. I think you're you're on crack and think probably maybe that. I am. <laughs> probably. Right. Actually, I'm on Warsteiner right now. Sweet. Warsteiner. It's like the problems at NC Soft are continuing. Ongoing. Ongoing. More more uh, layoffs are expected, apparently. Uh, NC Soft apparently is going to consolidate its U.S. and European subsidiaries into a new wholly owned organization called NC West. NC West. <laughs> to be established in Seattle by the year's end. Uh, incorporating existing... Uh, NCSoft subsidiaries, NC Interactive, NC Europe, NC Austin, and ArenaNet. NC West will be responsible for the United States and European regions and will be led by Chris Chung as CEO, Jeff Strain as President of Product Development, David Reed as President of Publishing, and Patrick Wyatt as CTO. Um, in the process, the Lineage and Guild Wars publisher is expected to lay off employees from both its Brighton, UK, and Austin, Texas offices, which have already suffered some layoffs before. Yeah, that was back when they made the decision to go with lighter games, which they are now apparently... It looks like they're shifting away their focus from... Back to AAA from... So it's triple A to lighter, yeah. <laughs> that, lighter to triple A. We have no idea what the but, hell we want to do. But in the process of making that happen, both times they reduced the workforce of those who could actually produce the games. So that's a step, obviously, in the right direction as far as keeping costs down. Now, if the triple A title will just magically build itself, they'll be set. Hmm. 
Yeah, apparently NCSoft plans to shed some of their lighter fare, including moving away from Dungeon Runners. The only title I like right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah. some people really dig that game. I never really got into it, but you know, it's fairly I, I didn't, popular. During the beta, but when Jim and I played it, I liked it. So. A lot of, you know, I guess... Uh, d- I did too, but I guess uh, you didn't, we didn't like it that much because we didn't play it all, but... Yeah. Rumors rumors have, of course, been swirling around that this might affect Tabla Rasa. Um, you know, people saying that it will be discontinued at some point in time um, in the coming months due to continuing poor subscriber numbers. Um, you know, that that's still just a rumor at this point. Uh, I, I think I've even seen some posts by uh, NCSoft Developers who work at work for Tabla Rasa that say that we're still here, we're not going anywhere, and it's everything is going to be okay. Woo-hoo! But the way things are going with NCSoft right now, yeah, don't count well, on it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't count on anything as being gospel right now. You know, hold your breath at your own risk. Yeah. <laughs> Fanboy Mark. Yes, sir. What's going on with Blizzard? Um, uh, they're they're doing this terrible thing where they'll allow you for a fee of twenty five dollars to transfer your PVE character to a PVP realm, which I think is total horse crap. Didn't Blizzard used to have a stance on that issue? They did, and in fact, they had said that it would give players an unfair advantage to transfer from a PVE to a PVP realm versus the alternative, which is PVP to PVE, or PVP to PVP, or PVP PVE to PVE. (laughs) (laughs) Because, basically, you can level up much easier on a PVE realm because you're not getting ganked all the time. After leveling two characters to 70 on PVP servers, I can tell you that you might set aside a little time to work on leveling, thinking that that's what you will be doing, and instead you're fighting an ongoing battle all the time to try to not get killed. So well, here's here's what they have to say about it I now. was just going to read the official go statement. It. Go ahead, Jay. Go for it. As the state of the game has matured substantially since the inception of paid character transfers, we will now be allowing PvE to PvP transfers on a full-time basis to provide players with more mobility in other words, we need to make a little more money and freedom to easily play with their friends. It's for you, Mark. They're doing it for a you. A Blizzard customer service representative wrote this on a on the game's official forums. I have to give a Marge Simpson grumble of displeasure at that one. And of course, it's not free. No, it's twenty five bucks. And you know, I just I think re- it's. Just I never recalled because I did a server transfer before, and I don't recall it ever being that expensive. I, I haven't. The price is done gone up. It's a quarter. I, I'm it gonna is going to cost you a quarter. It's going to cost I'm, me a quarter now. I'm actually Damn. probably going to be doing it soon to join some friends on my on the alliance side. Oh, so you're a server about it, but you're going to use it. Not a PV, It's a PvP to PvP realm. Oh, okay. I would never. Well, I don't have any PvE never. characters because <laughs> I'm not a Care Bear. Uh, but uh, I just think it's just kind of a 
it's well, a, the, it's a the, sad the game thing. mechanics have changed though because they've they've made it easier to level. Well, with that recruit a friend thing. Yeah, it's like and you can get the, triple XP now. Triple XP, but get this. So say I recruit Jim to play. Never would happen, right? <laughs> and, good, good and one. And say with our triple XP, our characters locked together kind of, we, we get him up to 70, right? He then gets, for every level, he every two levels he goes up, he can award a level to me, back to me. So if I had a character at level 35 and we took you all the way to 70, boom, you could go... Ba-dunk, 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 and I'd be a, I'd have another seventy, bam, like that. So they Just made like it that. really easy. Ooh, it's yeah. all about their funnel to get everybody ready for Wrath of the Lich King and to get everybody into high higher level in game stuff. You mean Ra- Wrath of the Leech King? Lich? <laughs> no, unlike some people. <laughs> Jason. Shut up. <laughs> no, I mean Wraith of the Lich King. <laughs> Wraith. Wraith of the Lich King. Wraith of the Lich King, yeah. I, I'm very careful with my pronunciation. My pronunciation. Yeah. Anyway, shall we move on to the... Logosteria! Logosteria. Something is brewing. Hold me. Hold me, someone. I'll hold you. Thank you. Stop holding me that way. And now and it's now time, time for Blood Hysteria! That was a long fall. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, there. So, what do we have in the Blood Hysteria this week? This week, it was kind of a tough decision because we had a couple of decent topics to talk about, but none none surpassed the blogosteria that surrounded uh, Tobald this week. Poor yep. little guy. Tobald, of course, is you know probably the most popular uh, MMO gaming blogger out there. Aside from ourselves. <laughs> yeah, because no we work our blogs blogs every day. Didn't Noah win a blogger award, even though he doesn't have a blog? I don't know. I thought he... That's why he's going off to California. Nah, but he... That's for Nintendo, Joe, and, and that's for a game review kind of thing, I think, for The Sims. Back to topic. Time. Back to Sorry. topic. Anyway. Uh, Tobald, of course, is, is this week's blog stereo topic. He's the focus this week. Uh, this is due to a post called uh, Full Disclosure on My Relationship with Mythic. Uh, he says, in the interest of full disclosure, I'd like to tell you that I accepted a free subscription for the U.S. version of Warhammer Online, Age of Reckoning. Yeah, I know, it smells like a bribe. But my reporting on Warhammer is not going to be influenced. It's hard to remain too principled if somebody's sending you a code telling you that it's valid for all beta phases and the live game itself. 
Nevertheless, I will still pay for Warhammer because my main activity will be on European servers where my guild is. Playing Warhammer on a U.S. server means not only a slower ping, not good in a PvP game, uh, but also being six to nine time zones ahead of everyone. I was in a U.S. guild for other games, and it doesn't work out with guild events constantly scheduled for what was 3 a.m. in the morning for me. Well... I don't know. I don't think he was in. So basically, it was just that simple comment. But the the thing is, is that he made this comment, and and I think he expected really kind of no big deal to come out of it. However, that how could you make a big deal out of it? It's well, full disclosure. He's perfectly yeah. honest with everybody. Yeah, he he was he was honest with everybody. You know, I think part of the craziness is is that. You know, of course, he can't be really the only one, So, but he's maybe the only one admitting it. Uh, I, I can't say anything. But it kind of starts out here, and, and there's one post that says, It's unexpected and unfortunate. You've been fairly even-handed with your thoughts on Warhammer so far, but no matter how you dress it up, you're going to sound like a paid stooge now. I love how you try to brush it aside as no big deal since you're still going to pay for it since you can, so you can play on the European servers. I wonder how many other blo- bloggers out there are on Mythic's payroll. And another comment that kind of follows a little bit after that that says, Tobald, I appreciate your honesty in writing about this, but I must say that I'm not surprised. I always found, always found it a little strange the sudden interest you showed in Warhammer suddenly this summer, considering it's mainly a PvP slash RVR game, and you stated more than once in the past that you're not really interested in PvP. If you change your mind about this, perhaps you may reconsider your recent dismissal of Darkfall, which was frankly way too harsh. Darkfall may be quirky and indie and an indie game, but it's still a new MMO and will offer a few more interesting things apart from full PvP looting. Um, I hope you keep uh, reporting equally about all this, all new and current MMOs on the market, and that you won't limit your coverage to Warhammer only, even if I will definitely play it. Um, I enjoy your writing, and I still have faith in you being a blogger myself. Please stay free and independent if you can. Go green. So, you know, there's some people who are starting to, you know, wonder, okay, what's going on here? Is he going to be be able to maintain, I guess, his uh, street cred, I guess you could say. You know, it'd be like if Fox News became biased towards one side or the other. That just wouldn't happen. Instead of being a no-spin zone. This kind of caused... Like O'Reilly. This kind of caused some more other bloggers out there to kind of react a little bit harshly, I guess. Uh, Kill 10 Rats came out with a a full disclosure of their own, saying that we have not, do not, and will not accept free products, subscriptions, advertising, or any related items from any game company, we feel that any payment of any sort creates doubt in the readers' minds about our opinions being honest. Rest assured that all opinions stated on this site are our own opinions. No influence will be accepted or tolerated. Uh, you know, and you have to respect that decision. I mean, we've struggled with that, um, actually, our own, you know, with ourselves. Recently, we've had a couple of offers from from a couple of places where they want to offer some uh, sponsorship uh, dollars uh, for our or podcast. Or free merchandise. Or free merchandise. Free game of Elf Online, man. We are yeah, be playing Elf Online. Yeah, I forgot about that. We are on the Elf Online uh, payroll, I guess. No, we're not, because we 
Yeah, I think after I've ripped them numerous times. We plug times. them enough, though. Yeah, we accidentally. have. <laughs> yeah, we have, although it's I wouldn't say it's necessarily good plugging. Yeah, it's not really a positive it's incidental plug. It's plugging. just a mention. Anywho. It's a tough thing. It's a tough thing for for a person to turn down something. Because in a way you feel legitimized. Like, oh, Mythic wants to give me wants to give me all this beta access. Maybe I'm finally moving into the upper echelon from maybe blogger to something a little more, you know, as in writer right. for a Right. And on you know, for on Tobald's behalf, if you go to a site it's it's pared down. You don't see any advertising. You don't. No, there's see nothing there any, except for his. It looks like our site, right? Pretty much. Well, he probably copied us. Even though, <laughs> even though he's been doing it for like five years, five years. No, yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't have the cool abomination thing floating. Above Nobody his... has the abomination. Yeah, we are an abomination. <laughs> it <laughs> sums are. up the show pretty well, yeah. pretty succinctly. I, I think you know one of the main arguments is is that. You know, people are worried about, okay, well, bloggers, you know, you you expect to trust them because they're part of this grassroots effort. Right. Where you can go go to a a blogger's site and get, like, a total unabashed opinion about a a game and not worry whether they're getting paid by a gaming company to, um, you know, say certain things about their product. And... So I, th- I think that's maybe where a little of this this whole hysteria comes from. Yeah, because maybe people are, think that they're losing something. I think. Yeah, we're I losing think, our innocence. Well, I, I think guess you and, feel, and you don't. I think you develop with these with the bloggers who you t- tend to read, no matter what the subject matter, be it MMOs or political or I don't know how to build a how to build a hot rod or whatever how to build how to build a meme cabinet how to build a meme cabinet you oh as snap you, as you start to read what they say and and week in <laughs> week out and you start to comment and you you kind of start to see a two-way relationship and you start to learn what their likes and dislikes are and what they're maybe prejudiced against and and you can you kind of can build your own filter as far as that goes as to you know Maybe they're not going to be completely objective with as far as journalistic integrity goes because they're coming from this angle, and that's kind of why we like bloggers. That's the difference. They're not trying to be, you know, old school print where they're just this is the subject matter in gray or or in, I mean in black and white, and there's you know no opinion there. You know, it isn't a it typically a blog is an opinion biased. piece, right? And you and and you can either agree or disagree or agree to disagree. Well. Then something like this happens, and it's almost to some, not necessarily to all of us, but to some, it's a betrayal of your trust because suddenly this person with whom you've had this dialogue, perhaps one sided with over the months or years, has maybe a different motivation, at least it's perceived. You know, maybe they're getting special treatment from one game company or, or another, and suddenly you can't, you can't know you know where where they're really coming from anymore because it you know that it's like they're they're whatever their primary likes and dislikes are, are now slightly tarnished maybe i guess <laughs> is that <laughs> what you be, think or you think that's what the blo- that's what that's not what i think i think that hey he took he got us he i would say if if i were offered the same thing if I were, and if I were him, more of a serious blogger, I would do it because I'd want to know more about the product. 
A full beta access for all phases? Yeah, hell yeah. I would like one of those from every publisher, though. But yeah, I'd absolutely do it. And right, I mean, I but the, you know, here's the thing. I mean, a lot of people and a lot of people's arguments are like, well, you know, hell yeah, you know, Tobal Tobal deserves this because you know he's been writing about games for you know so long. He's been fairly objectionable, you know, with with all of his uh, you know reviews and things and things like that. You know, he deserves it. You know, he's he's been a part of this for so long, you know, why not? It's about time, you know, somebody kind of stepped up and recognized him for it. Well, it's not like the trade rags don't get that privilege. And another argument is, <laughs> is that they, you know, it, it's only like $15 a month when you break it on down for a free subscription to Warhammer Online. You know, so it's not like, you know, they're paying him a ton, you know, shitload of money. You know, yeah, to speak on their behalf or anything like that. I don't think you're going to buy a Tobol for fifteen dollars. He's not going to be on some road show where they parade him out in front of the <laughs> right. crowd. Well, this is Tobol. He know, likes and, our and, shit, and that's all well and good, and, and and those are those are valid arguments. But again, I don't think that that's part of the reason why people are having such a problem with that. They they feel they might feel that you know the blogosphere loses maybe a sense of legitimacy and you know grassroots that whole grassroots thing that that I go back I'll, I'll go back to again where you know we're not under corporate control we're not under the thumb of uh you know a gaming magazine who might fire us you know in case if we make a bad review of a game you know that kind of thing but that's naive yeah it is i'm just saying though that yeah wake up maybe the blog maybe the blogosphere you know is actually becoming the mainstream. We're actually the the mainstream now, and we're not we're not just this you know little grassroots bunch of people now who are just a bunch of gaming nerds who like to report on games and want to share our thoughts with people on it. We're actually companies are starting to recognize that we're becoming we are the 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 focus the focal point of of this kind of coverage now. We, it's and true, they, and they realize the, that, the and they're going and to. The, Start the using sphere is is a legitimate arm of the media now, right? And and it's also, I know a guy who knows a guy who <laughs> <laughs> who knew a guy. No, I I, I, think I, know, I know a guy like that too. I know a guy who has uh, an employee who's a, a search engine optimization expert, and he's taken their company. They sell a whole bunch of different products online and have for years. But he's taken them in a new direction where they've embraced the blogosphere relative to their products. And now this SEO guy is spending a lot of time writing blogs, commenting on blogs, and basically getting out getting out the word that way. Because from a search engine optimization point of view, blogs are great because of all the trackbacks mm-hmm. and everything. And it's you know it's a legitimate form of advertising it might not look like an ad but it's this word of mouth thing and that's even better mm-hmm. it's like when somebody gives you a you know a, a a stunning review of this or that that carries a lot more weight because of the personal factor than just a you know product placement thing well especially if you're perceived as an expert yeah on the subject exactly and so it's just i think it's naive i think it's very naive to think that you know this isn't happening I agree. I agree. Uh, here, here's um, here's another particular blog from WAG, which is, of course, you can guess a Warhammer blog if you couldn't guess from WAG. Not not familiar with WAG. I think it depends on how you... <laughs> do you know how many A's are in <laughs> WAG? I do. Uh, I think it's three? Four. 
Or four? Well, at least I for thought the it was emote. three. I or don't for know. the emote command, it's four. <laughs> sure. anyway. I just kept trying to type it, and I was like, maybe three? Wah. Two, five? Oh, four. Sip Could over be. it. Wah. Wah. Which is, of course, the Warhammer blog. I have a baby who does. I uh, had this to say. It says, as much as we all like freebies and being rewarded for hard work, getting, getting the free. goods isn't why most of us blog. Over the past half year, I've seen a few bloggers and sites start up with the sole intention of making a profit from their work, which I find both capitalistic in a good sense, and yet kind of sad. Yet most bloggers don't approach it from that mindset. To me, blogging isn't a business venture or a massive resume to find a job. To me, it's a passion. Try it, sure, but to the truth, I don't write this much because I'm a glory hog, although who doesn't like attention, but because I genuinely love to write about my interest in MMOs and Warhammer in particular. I never thought I'd have to examine some of the choices I've made doing wah as ethical decisions, but those situations have popped up from time to time. I've been approached a few times for various business ventures, such as relocating this blog to IGN or quitting wah to, to be the lead editor for a startup mega conglomerate blog. Almost every time I felt the thrill of, heck yeah, I could be getting goodies for doing what I'm already doing anyways, followed by a serious examination of what it would mean for this blog. So far, I've turned down such offers because A, I like to retain 100% creative control over my blog without pop-up ads. B, it would degrade the quality if... If there is quality, of course, of this blog, or C, because it kind of annoys me when people want to make a successful site, yet they're not willing to put in the work to create good content for it, and instead they throw money or ben or benefits at established writers in order to piggyback off their success. That's just my choice. I'm not leveling criticism at anyone else for saying this. It's just where I've decided to draw the line for me. And I, and I think that, again, that just goes back to what I've been saying, why there's kind of been such a stir about this is because people feel like it's, you know, the, the line the line is becoming, I don't know, blurred or perhaps even just absolutely outright severed when it comes to, you know, blogging and podcasting, which is what we do, um, you know, in the mainstream uh, video gaming media. Yeah, I think I think I wish Noah was here because he'd have a yeah he'd have I, yeah I totally i I hated hearing that he wasn't gonna be here today it was it was one of those shows where he could have really provided us with a you know with a really unique perspective on it sadly it a, this will go down on his permanent record <laughs> it will it will he may never be back no <laughs> gone gone forever next uh and of course you know some people wanted to know uh how how many readers they they needed in order to get a warhammer uh, a warhammer subscription yeah I, you know i read around on a few blogs and a lot of the really dominant more popular ones that i that i think we all kind of read they weren't offered this yeah so <laughs> who how many people were is it just tobald was it like a special deal and if so wow yeah, this one comes from uh, a wall of text. Uh, it says, I'm curious, is this a trend? Will other bloggers get similar offers? Is it only for people who have highly visible blogs? Is it for people who look favorably on war? Does this blog qualify? I think I've helped a lot of people decide to at least try Warhammer based on the hundreds of messages I got in response to my Warhammer Online video series. 
Perhaps all the free publicity I've given Mythic doesn't warrant a reward since I'm already doing it on my own and have already pre-ordered the game with the intent of paying a monthly subscription, so there's no need to entice me to play the game. I bet that's why Eric wrote in this week, our listener, and wanted to become a blogger. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, yeah. he, maybe he, crap. he saw Tobald and was like, dang, I can well, get free bling for doing this. Hell yeah. you know, <laughs> in general, like when I, when I do the uh, beta sign-ups, I... And it asks you, are you part of the MMO? Do you lie, Mark? Do, yes, I do. I'm like, <laughs> what? I don't even know what a blog is. I don't understand. <laughs> what your, is the internet? What is the interweb, and how does one push <laughs> things through a series of I think it's changed teams? a little bit, though. I think companies are starting to you know, say, hey, if they're a member of a blog, then they're at least going to talk about our game a little bit. And But that would be breaking the NDA. Yeah. Well, not so I mean, if they're just... You know, it it kind of depends on what they're saying, I guess, is what whatever's NDA breaking. And, of course, some bloggers... Maybe have, they'll research you and see if you... They might. If you're seen, a that's fan the thing, or not. You know, that, that's the problem. You know, they might take a look in, into your into your past dealings. Well, if that's the case, we're never getting into anything. <laughs> no, yeah, no so Massive probably will not be getting I'm surprised accepted. you're not playing Wrath of the Lich King already, Mark. Oh, I could be. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the rest of us bring him down. I'm too busy with uh, Diablo 3 and StarCraft 2. <laughs> right, right, of course. And actually, I don't I don't doubt it for a second. Honestly, you damn Blizzard fanboy. <laughs> uh, some people, of course, they, they just wanted to know what the big fucking deal was. Uh, this comes from uh, Broken Toys. Uh, it says... This, if not a secret, not really talk about this much. Writers don't like to talk about it because it makes other people jealous and, of course, seems like a bribe, which is funny since game companies have a history of offering much better bribes. MMO companies don't like to talk about it because, well, if you don't have a very successful game, a significant portion of your subscriber base may very well be media accounts. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Um, from this perspective, I think Tobald Gate is kind of silly, and not just because I like good type in but he says Belgium Gate. He goes, I think Belgium Gate is kind of silly, and not because I like typing the word Belgium. If you think a blog author, blog author is going to be bought off by a comp amount, a comp, uh, comp, sorry, comp to count worth a bit more than what I paid for a bowl of foe this afternoon, I'll be down, it better be damn good foe. And if it wasn't, I want at least some Padki Ma before I give up all my principles. So what the hell kind of language was that? Yeah, he must be a big fan of some Asian cuisine there. I guess. Yeah. Now's time for you to do your crazy Asian. Oh, yeah. but we don't like our Warhammer either. <laughs> we don't get no free All account. All right, that's enough. <laughs> thank, thank you both. There, there was another one over at Slash Random that I liked uh, that you quoted. That I'm, It was basically what we were talking about five minutes ago. Let's get this straight. Tobob's has blogged heavily for five years now. He doesn't have any ads on his site. He's paid a lot of cash and subscriptions for various game, and he's given thousands of degenerate game addicts like myself countless hours of free content to digest and discuss. He's, hey, man, who are you calling a degenerate? <laughs> he's thoughtful, he's dedicated, and he's a big contributor to the unofficial MMO gaming community. $15 a month is going to buy him? Look, I don't know, Tobald. He may be easy, but I can't imagine he's cheap. Do you think for one second that 
he's he'd modify his content fearing the loss of his free account ridiculous more moreover do you really think mythic is going to mail him and say hey we're giving you a whole 15 dollars a month you better say nice things <laughs> if you all think that's a sufficient bribe you're not so cut out to ever consider a career in politics just saying geez how about congratulating the man no, I mean, no, hey. we must crucify him. <laughs> crucify him! Crucify him! Crucify! Crucify! We will crucify throw him. him into a vat of water and see if he floats. If he floats, he's a witch. If he sinks, he dies. Sorry, we'll string him to burn the tree him, burn of him, woe. Burn him! String him to the tree of woe, maybe. Yes, crucify him on the tree of woe. Yeah, again, you know, either you can't really argue there. No. Well, well you know, that, I just think again. I, the I think people are kind of. The, the the focus needs to be on is that people the the main I think the main fervor over all this is that they're worried that if one blogger starts appearing to be taking paid paid bribes from a company, then nobody's going to be able to trust what any other blogger podcast has to say out there, and we somehow lose some of our legitimacy by you know taking such gifts. And that, that's why the fervor is, is brewing. And I can understand that. I can understand I do that. to a certain extent, but he was honest about it. Yeah. He didn't have exactly. to tell anybody, and no one no. would have been the wiser. And, you mean, like, Geraldo honestly, Rivera didn't have, like, an exclusive and, and where and he the money? I'm about this. There <laughs> like, has to be other bloggers out there who have, who have these kind of accounts. A comped account, yeah. There's got there's got to be more than that. I, you know, hell, I was my my main my main thing. I think when I when I first brought this to your guys' attention, uh, what was it Saturday night? Mm-hmm. Was is that I was surprised that it was Tobald, and and not like Heartless underscore or Keen and Grave, right? <laughs> oh right, right. because yeah, I thought for sure you know fanboys. if anybody you well, know would get a comp to well, count, it would have been think, those two. Think of it from Mythic's point of view. They didn't need to do anything for a good favor from those two. That's no, right. no, they already had them. They have them. <laughs> they have their souls. That's true, that's right. right? I mean, there's nothing they're already in their pocket. Yeah, they're for whatever reason they're dedicated to to them. So, did any of those guys chime in? By the by, I didn't see. No, anything. you know what? Heartless has been silent like all week long. I think it's because he got a new job or something. He posted a little post saying that he got a new job, and and that's kind of the last I heard of him. Maybe it's. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe can't blog at work. I I, mi- I miss him already. Yeah, I know. I really do. Blog hysteria sure may you. never be the same. <laughs> yeah, he misses all of us. I'm he, sure. he never responded to the badge we sent him. Yeah, I wonder I, why. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I, I didn't post it. He didn't, he didn't it even re- reply. It wasn't proudly. Nor did Keenan Grav. No. They didn't d- just reply but, or post. But proudly MMO post. Crunch has well, displayed yeah. their badge proudly. It's not like we give these out like. Candy, right? I mean, no, they, man. There's only been three unlocked. And they're hand, no, no. They're there's there's four. Oh yeah, four. There's I'm four, sorry, but we haven't. Um, we haven't posted the new. We one haven't posted the, site, the new one. Yes, you're right. Site. Four. There's been four. I find that very frustrating. That's uh, not a lot. It's like they don't the, care. The, the newest blogger on on in the blogosphere um, actually stepped up to bat for Tobald as well. This blogger's name is Mark Jacobs. Of course, mm. he is uh, the the head man for EA Mythic. And it was kind of a funny post called uh, "Grab the Tar and Feather bo- Feathers, Boys and Girls." It's party time, internet style. 
And he, it's kind of a funny blog read. If, if you want to go over there and check it out, just uh, check out online game. Online games are a niche market. Dot wordpress.com. I'm not going to read the whole thing because yeah, it, play, it plays long. out like a it plays out a like script. a little script. Yeah, which is kind of funny between the angry mob, him and Tobald, <laughs> where the ang- angry mob, of course, is breaking out some tar and feathers to to burn and burning Tobald at the stake. But it's uh, quite funny. So what what level of um, DEFCON would you say this was? I'd, I'd say it was DEFCON. It's like a uh, class four, five. Well, no. D- how, how does DEFCON work again? Isn't it like DEFCON it goes, 1? It goes backwards Yeah, from DEFCON five. 1 is the worst. Isn't oh. DEFCON 5 piece? So I'd call... I'd say know. DEFCON... Come I'd on, probably dude, say you DEFCON saw War 1. Games? That was a long time ago. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> now, now a creepy Mr. Rogers voice. No, would you would like you to take? play? It's a, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Hmm. I'm taking off my pant. Beautiful day. Well, you know, I guess we we really should have to to check it out. What 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 is the the, de- the defense conditions? So so def- so so if we want to go by the DEFCON, or we could go by the Bush administration thing. Was it yellow, orange, fuchsia, orange, yeah, red? Yeah, that's true. Is it I, I like DEFCON. It's more. Yeah, it's five to war one. Era. So DEFCON five is just the condition used to designate normal peacetime military readiness. That's correct. So it's it's peace. As we broadcast this on September 11th, DEFCON four refers to normal <laughs> increased intelligence and the heightening of national security measures. Oh, yeah. DEFCON three refers to an increase to force readiness above normal. Radio call signs used by American forces changed to currently classified call signs. I'm Defcon Two. I'm White Lion. What's your name? <laughs> Defcon Two. <laughs> Hello, Doctor Falcon. <laughs> Would you like to play a game? Defcon Two refers to a further increase in force readiness, just below maximum readiness. Are you really going to read all these? Yeah, well, only got one to go. The most notable time that this was declared was during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Although the declaration was limited to Strategic Air Command, it's not certain how many times that this level of readiness has been reached. And DEFCON 1 is maximum readiness. Basically, it means full nuclear war, probably. Let's play global thermal nuclear <laughs> war. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I'd, I'd have to say this was a 1. Because yeah. people f- just absolutely freaked out on this. And, and it, the, the, the thing that I thought was funny is that I saw this coming from a mile away. I knew it was going to happen. Jason in his sixth sense. I know. Like, he knows when people are going to delete stuff. It's crazy. All right. We're going to have to wrap this up because the light's going crazy. and uh, Yeah, we're losing power. Yeah. I'm starting to hallucinate. Are you going to have a seizure? I think I might. My only friend, the end. Thanks for tuning in to episode 59 of Channel Massive. My only friend. If you'd like to write us, send us an email at mail at channelmassive.com. M A I L. Or send us a Skype message at channel.massive.skype. Or send us an audio submission in v- no MP3 format to mail at channelmassive.com. M-A-I-L. And uh, 
I don't know what this has to do with Jim Morrison, but God bless him. Again. Thanks, Jason. The prisoner woke before dawn. I'm the Lizard King. <laughs> <laughs>